You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Inside Access with Jason Lockonfora and Ken Wyman. Sponsored by Stevenson University Online. Your master's and bachelor's goals haven't changed and neither has Stevenson University's online commitment to you. Visit online.stevenson.edu. 105.7, The Fan. It seems like a Jimmy Cliff cover, I think, Bruce Springsteen. Great song. Bobby it D joins us like every I week. Uh, thanks to the Bobby D charities and those who support them, the Bobby DePaul charities. I want to give him full credit. Bobby DePaul, obviously, longtime NFL coach, assistant coach, uh, uh, scout, front office, negotiated contracts, and he joins us now, courtesy of the Ashley Furniture Guest Hotline. And I think I know where you're going, Bobby D, but explain the song. Not only did the Ravens walk into a trap game down in Jacksonville against a highly underrated 3-7 and seven Jaguar squad, but they also got caught up in another trap facing a Andy Reid family tree opponent. The Ravens are now 0-2 this year facing the Andy Reid family tree, and both games were decided in the late fourth quarter. Maybe someday the Ravens will find the key to stopping the pass <laughs> nice. and keeping points off the board when the game is on the line. So let's talk some Ravens football. Well, Bobby D, we've seen this movie before, Ravens' fourth quarter collapse. So what stands out about it this time? Let's start with looking at the numbers. The Ravens' defense gave up 18 points in the final six minutes of the game. The Ravens' defense gave up 160 yards in the fourth quarter, worse than the NFL yesterday. The Ravens gave up two plays of 25 yards or more in the fourth quarter, Tied for the most given up in the NFL yesterday. Trevor Lawrence had a quarterback rating of 139.7 in the fourth quarter, and the Ravens' defense gave up almost six yards per play in the fourth quarter, ranking fifth worst in the National Football League yesterday. For the season, the Ravens ranked 32nd in the National Football League in yards per play, averaging 6.3 yards per play. The Ravens also ranked 32nd in the National Football League in total yards given up per play with 122 passing yards per game, allowing 100 yards. Not good. The Ravens have now played 11 games and held a two-possession lead in all 11 games. There has only been four teams in the history of the National Football League that have been in this situation, and three of the four teams went 11-0, yeah. the 1942 Bears, the 2009 Saints, and the 2011 Packers. We've talked about the bend-but-don't-break philosophy of the Ravens' defensive scheme, but I can't tell you how many times I wrote in my notes soft coverage while watching this tape last night and this morning. 
The thing that stands out to me the most is the last series of the game when the Jaguars faced a third and 21 and completed a ball for 16 yards to receiver Christian Kirk. I bring this up because all year long, when I break down the opponent's defense, I remind the fans, you know, the Ravens fans, that the Ravens offense needs to stay out of third and seven plus situations because that's when the, the, you know, when most defensive coordinators bring their heat and cause their most damage. The Ravens rushed four in that situation yesterday. To me, the Ravens struggled in situational football yesterday. The Ravens gave up a field goal with 14 seconds left in the first half. Then the Ravens gave up a touchdown in a two point play with 14 seconds left in the game. The Ravens transitioned from an all-out blitz defense last year to a soft defense this year in those situations. They just need to find better bounce. Who bears the brunt of this? Was it the players and like Marcus Peters, or is it the scheme? Like I said, I know we didn't have a Friday opponent scouting report due to Thanksgiving holiday, but I did watch the Jaguars on tape yesterday, you know, last week. And, you know, just to get familiar so I could do this segment, you know, I'm not surprised how well Trevor Lawrence played yesterday because he was getting better every week yeah. in the games that I watched. You know, last week in Kansas City, I thought he played great, you know, in a losing effort on the road in Arrowhead. You know, the guy reminded me of Josh Allen, a big gunslinger, you know, who has that dual threat capability. He played in the college national championships you know, at Clemson, was the first pick in the 2021 draft for a reason. The guy is a franchise quarterback, and, you know, he has a, you know, he had a coming-out party in the fourth quarter. I think it's just beginning for him, not a team you want to face down the stretch. You know, matter of fact, I sent out a tweet last Friday saying the Jags were the best 3-7 and team I've seen on tape this mm-hmm. year. You know, in terms of Marcus Peters, you know, he struggled yesterday. He was targeted 70 times and gave up six catches for six, you know, 55 yards and two deep TD passes. You know, is it all Peters' fault? No. I don't think he has the same burst, you know, in driving the ball he had before the ACL entry. And it usually takes about two years to get players, you know, back to their full strength. Peters has never had, you know, great technique and coverage discipline. He was known as a guesser and a gambler at times. I do think Mm -hmm. the zone coverages have actually protected him this year, and it's forcing him to play play a different uh, style of game. And and I think that will pay dividends for him down the road. You know, he is being forced to reroute, you know, to read the routes this year with his eyes instead of playing press man coverage where he used to use his hands to feel the routes develop. You know, that's a whole different deal for him. You know, yesterday the Ravens played soft, two high safety zone coverages 52% of the time. So basically, every other play was soft, bend, but don't break concepts. Peters did what he was asked to do. So don't beat him up too bad, folks. Mm. Bobby D, can we hold you for a second segment? Yeah, sure. All right. More with Bobby DePaul as he breaks down this uh, Jaguars win over the Ravens 28 to 27 next here on the fan. Inside Access. Different sports, different teams, different opinions. There's one place to talk about them, and it's on 105.7 The Fan. Don't go anywhere else. Continue our conversation as we do every Monday after a Raven Sunday with our, our buddy Bobby DePaul. 
course, uh, brought to you by Bobby DePaul Charities and those who support him. Uh, Bobby D, back to the game. Did the Ravens get enough out of their edge rushers? Every week I keep track of the combined sacks and quarterback hits. And this week the Ravens combined for double digits again with 10. Four sacks and six quarterback hits. Khalilis Campbell led the way with one sack and three quarterback hits. Broderick Washington had one sack and one quarterback hit. When you face a pocket, you know, pocket passing attack, the best way to pressure is up the middle. And for the most part, the Ravens did have success in a good day rushing up the middle. You know, in terms of the edge rushers, it was disappointing. Nothing from Houston, Owe, or JPP the whole day. The best pressure from the edge was quarterback, you know, the cornerback blitzes mm-hmm. by Marlon Humphrey, who accounted for one sack and one quarterback hit. You know, Mike McDonald did do a good job mixing in some blitzes on its first down to help pressure the play-action passing attack. For the most part, Trevor was decisive making his throws, so that tells me he was seeing some big windows. I mean, Trevor Lawrence ended the day completing 29 of 37 passes for 321 yards, a 78.4 completion percentage, and he threw three touchdown passes with a quarterback rating of 129.8. You know, that's a huge day, yeah. especially when the Jaguars only rushed the ball for 37 yards and lost their top running back, Travis Etienne. It wasn't all bad for the Ravens' defense yesterday. At one point after the half, when they, you know, when the Ravens forced the Jags to punt twice and caused a huge fumble, I was thinking the Ravens were playing some dominant defensive football. Yeah. The problem was the Ravens couldn't close the Jags out in the fourth quarter. It's not a 45-minute game. It's a 60-minute game, and we've heard that before. Bobby D., other side of the ball. What the bleep is going on with the Ravens' red zone offense? It's been an issue seemingly since the New England game and obviously too many short Tucker field goals yesterday. Ravens made five trips to the red zone yesterday and only converted two for, you know, touchdowns and three, you know, kicking field goals. Plenty of blame to go around from either offensive coordinator Greg Roman taking too much time with the call or players not getting in and out of the huddle with a sense of urgency Mm -hmm. and awareness of the clock. That happened in the first red zone trip. And you in the second red zone trip, the Ravens decided to run the ball twice, then throw in third down and wide receiver Demarcus Robinson dropped the touchdown pass in the back of the end zone. In the third red zone trip, second and goal from the eight, uh, Coach uh, Greg Roman called an off-tackle fullback lead play to running back Justin Justin Hill, who didn't follow Patrick Ricard to the end zone, guys, because he made a poor cut back into traffic. Earlier in the same series, Coach Roman called a tight end double seam route just outside the red zone, at the 24-yard you know, line, and both Andrews and Oliver were wide open. But Lamar threw the ball to Josh Oliver, who jumped too early and dropped an easy touchdown pass. In the fourth red zone trip, the Ravens scored on a rushing touchdown by Gus Edwards. The play before that, you know, there was a touchdown pass dropped by Mark Andrews. Yeah. On the fifth red zone trip, tight end Josh Oliver scored you know, a touchdown on a tight end sneak pass off play action out the back door with nobody around him. There's plenty of blame to go around, but keep the blame around, you know, away from the play design and the play column because the facts speak for themselves. Players have to be held accountable and have to execute the play for it to work, guys. I'm sorry. It's all right there on the tape. 
Bobby, you warned us the Jags had the athletes up front to mimic what the Panthers did last week to shut down the running backs and pistol looks. Well, 19 carries for 57 yards. What would you see? You know, currently the Ravens rank ninth in the NFL for the season running the ball out of pistol formation, averaging 4.2 uh, yards per attempt. Jacksonville did a very good job taking away the big runs that usually increase the overall average. The Jags gave up no 20-plus runs yesterday. The Jags also took a page out of Carolina's playbook and crashed the defensive ends at times. The key to running the football is having a good passing game to complement the run so when the runs aren't working, you run the play-action passes. You run the play-action passes because the linebackers tend to get caught overreacting to the run, opening up the passing lanes behind them between the safeties. The Ravens do a a lot of their play-action passing attack from pistol formation. Yesterday, Lamar Jackson completed six balls and 11 attempts for 71 yards, averaging 6.45 yards per pass play over twice the average running plays. That ended the day only averaging, you know, three yards per play. On the season, Lamar Jackson's quarterback rating thrown out of pistol formation is 87.8, ranking him 11th in the NFL. The Ravens did find other ways to run the football yesterday, like they did in the second half last week against Carolina. The non-pistol formation runs averaged 6.6 yards for rushing, accounting for 105 total yards on 16 rushing attempts. The Ravens rushed the ball 35 times yesterday for 162 yards, averaging 4.6 yards per rush attempt. Not a bad day at the office, guys. Bobby DePaul, let the people know about Bobby DePaul Charities and those who support them. ID Technologies, Dell, and Ruckus Networks are proud to support Bobby DePaul Charities, a means to provide help to kids who struggle from unexpected hardships. Together, this team is committed to giving back while helping deliver world-class wireless network solutions to federal agencies who need to be able to seamlessly connect over secure and reliable Wi-Fi networks. Visit www.idtech.com forward slash the fan to download our free wireless stress test report showing how the Ruckus Wi-Fi Cloud managed access points outperformed its competitors. Please visit the ID Tech website and look for the Walking with Anthony Foundation donation link, a foundation that helps kids to pay for rehab from devastating spinal cord injuries. Bobby DePaul, I hope you had a great Thanksgiving with the fam and uh, always great, and we will talk to you on Friday. Okay, guys, have a great week. You too. Avoid the iguanas. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, 
You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.